It's the odd, odd, odd to Newfoundland. Ghostly greetings from your host, Jonathan. 31 days of Halloween. <laughs> doorbell rings there's a knock at the door you open it and there's a bunch of kids trick or treat they say and you scan them over you see the usual ghosts and goblins and princesses and monsters but then you notice a few superheroes and you know it's a sign of the times i really do thank marvel for this although captain america and spider-man and all these superheroes so to speak have been a part of our culture really for a very very long time But Halloween seems to bring them out in droves. And it got me thinking, you know, superpowers. What would happen if you actually had some? Well, this might not fit so much with the scary part of Halloween, but it definitely fits into the myth part, the strange part. And the fact that, well, superhuman powers are a real thing. There can hardly be a person alive who's not dreamed of possessing superhuman powers at some point in their lives, especially on Halloween. What is truly amazing is the fact that these abilities have actually been shown to exist outside the world of fiction and are in evidence even today. Throughout history, certain groups of warriors have earned themselves fearsome reputations for their incredible strength and martial invulnerability. There is no doubt that these warriors reveled in the image of themselves and benefited from a psychological advantage on the battlefield. In many cases, however, their reputation would be based on genuinely extraordinary powers. The Berserkers were among the most terrifying groups of warriors ever to rage war in Europe. It is from their very ferocity that the word Berserk is derived. Originating from Scandinavia, these men and women essentially became the elite fighting force of the Vikings, renowned for their immunity to weapons. To demonstrate this invulnerability, they were said to head into battle without armor or even chainmail, and to fight like raging beasts. There is little doubt that, to a large extent, the status enjoyed by berserkers could be attributed simply to their unparalleled ferocity in battle. A warrior who ignored his wounds, no matter how grave, and continued to fight would have been terrifying adversaries, to say the least. It is entirely possible, however, that these warriors did not actually feel their wounds, having been worked up into such a state of bloodlust that they were able to overlook their injuries until the battle was over and they had calmed down from their furious state. Alternatively, the Berserkers' invulnerability in battle could have been achieved by performing of spells or rituals prior to engaging the enemy. This might be induced in them an altered trance-like state which is brought upon them which could be used to avoid the sensation of pain or at least postpone them until they are ready to feel it. Whatever the means by which they achieved their remarkable powers, it was highly effective as the accounts of their vanquished foes attest and berserkers weren't the only group of warriors to be known for their immunity to pain and invulnerability to weapons. The Rufa dervishes were feared and respected by friend and foe alike. And it is a testament to the reputation that they are immortalized in a phrase, whirling dervish, that describes their ferocity and aggression. These words also hint at the root of their powers, which, according to reliable reports, were reduced to religious rituals, in which the warrior would work themselves into a state of religious delirium, or ecstatic trance, known as halah. In a frantic celebration of their ability to deny pain, the dervishes would carry out the widespread self-infliction of wounds throughout the group. They might grasp hold of a white-hot iron or place hot coals in their mouths. It would glow as the men breathed and were even said to pierce themselves with special spikes. Following this ecstatic frenzy, a healing ritual would take place with the shiak of the group breathing upon a man's wounds and praying 
Within a day, even the most threatening of these injuries would have healed. Dervishes entered battle as supremely confident warriors, with a strong belief in their own invulnerability. This would be particularly advantageous once again when fighting as it was height, since the warriors held any injury in contempt and so earned a reputation for outstanding bravery if you were to get hurt. The battlefield is not the only arena where such superhuman powers have been displayed. However, sometimes they can be applied in a much more peaceful way. Spiritual figures such as the Tibetan monks and Indian yogis are able to control their bodies in ways that seem utterly beyond comprehension to us. Onlookers have been captivated by the remarkable ability to stay alive in the most inhospitable environments or by their displays of amazing physical prowess. Some of the monks of the Tibetan Himalayas seem to be able to defy extreme cold. In a system known as Tumo, or Inner Fire, they undertake extensive training in the form of numerous hours of meditation every day, focusing intently on the flames of warmth within their own bodies. When they are deemed to have mastered this ability, the monks face dangerous test after test. If they are not sufficiently prepared, they will die. Although this test involves nothing more than sitting in silent meditation, it is the location that's the real challenges. You see... These monks, they meditate outside in the bitter cold of the mountains, wearing only a thin tunic that has been soaked in freezing water. The test requires the monk to render the tunic completely dry, using the heat from his body only. Only when the monk has performed the seemingly impossible feat, three times in one sitting is he considered to have passed the test. He will then wear nothing more than just their tunic, having demonstrated that he has no need for any warmer clothing. The fact that human beings can accomplish such tasks truly is incredible, and yet the practice is about much more than simple generation of warmth. The entire system is an ideology in itself. The monks believe that in releasing the heat from their bodies, they are burning away spiritual impurities such as envy or ignorance. They maintain that a healthy mind will lead to a healthy body, and in many aspects, they have been brought it and proved right. Notwithstanding the deeper meaning behind the exercise, the fact remains that these holy men have completely shifted the boundaries of what is considered possible for a human being, they become otherworldly. Much of the most unusual evidence of supernormal powers, so to speak, comes from yogis. In the 1950s, researchers at the Menninger Foundation of Kansas, USA, came across one yogi who could produce a voluntary heart fibrillation that was measured at 306 beats per minute. Such speeds are rarely recorded in humans at their peak of adrenalized exertion. The same yogi had such incredible control over the microscopic functions of his own body that he could also dramatically alter his temperature. In a stunning display, he was able to make one side of his palm overheat while the other would grow gray with cold. In effect, he had induced a temperature differential in his hand of 12 degrees. Such dramatic displays of control demonstrate the mysterious power of the human brain, which is accessible to some of those who have dedicated their lives to the achievement of an advanced meditative state, this superhuman ability offers a tantalizing glimpse to the rest of the humanity of the amazing potential that lurks within the furthest reaches of human consciousness, which, for now, lies out of the reach of the majority of humankind. So you know what? This year, they asked to be Spider-Man, they asked to be Iron Man, they asked to be, you know, a superhero. Say, uh-uh. You guys are wearing a simple tunic, and you're going outside with the freezing water on you, and you will be monks. <laughs> guys, I hope you don't, you know, meditate and forget about tomorrow's episode as 31 Days of Halloween meditates on. Namaste. See you tomorrow. 
Attention all Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio listeners. The Odd to New Finland Paranormal Podcast brings you the best in East Coast esoterica on the first of every month. Together, we can keep it growing by sharing the show on social media, subscribing to the show wherever you may be listening to it from, and by leaving feedback about your favorite episodes. John certainly needs a friend like you to help make his dreams come true. Minus the alien abduction dreams. That is not cool at all. The Odd to New Finland Paranormal Podcast. Always available. Always free. Always odd.